You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I was going to make a stupid joke, Dan. What's the name of the the woman who's got the the late night radio show um, oh, who's been on for 100 Delilah. years? Delilah. Yeah, that's kind of what we... This is the one of the latest that we've ever recorded a podcast. Yeah, that's it's good. Like, it's late, and so it's like, are we just... Good I, evening. You know, We're here. I like to that's how we should do it. Yeah. Delilah voice. Yes. It's um. Welcome. It's really special for me. Welcome to we Guys Who we, Like Musicals. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Thank you for joining us. And a girl is, who also likes musicals <laughs> does not consider herself a jazz hands theater girl. <laughs> yes. Um, this is our evening voice mm-hmm. as opposed to what it normally is. Mm-hmm. We're here with Jessica Vosk. She's yes, done a few Broadway shows, including Wicked, Fiddler on the Roof, Finding Neverland, and The Bridges of Madison County, uh, along with many other things. And we're going to get into that after we sell you some stuff. Dang it. That was going really well until I screwed it up at the Trust end. But me. now we're going to sell you stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So an actor is saying his lines yeah. and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. alive with the sound of Jimmy. Don't cry for me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today is literally, you know, it's since it's the inauguration, I think everybody could day drink. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw friends, uh, Erica Henningsen posted this thing today where she was, they were drinking rosé at like 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that seems right. That seems like, right. That's the party. That's the energy that I need going into 2021. Yeah, that's a more low light. You know I didn't I mean? have that kind of energy and I wish I did. What I was, was your like, energy? I was like fingers in mouth, like the palms sweaty, like really making sure, like really praying and hoping that nothing bad was going to happen and then it didn't. Yeah. I did have it, that cautious optimism myself. <laughs> I did. I was we're there. We're conditioned to have that now, kind of. You know, we're conditioned for like everything to go wrong, sort of. Oh, yeah. After the past couple of weeks, you're just, it, it's like a haunted house where you're ready for somebody to come out and just attack. Mm-hmm. So right. the fact that everything went off without a hitch and that, you know, Hillary, Michelle, and Kamala were all in, in different shades of purple, sort of yeah. made this suffragette's day. And uh, yes. I was in it. I was really in it. Yeah. I did it get awesome. I did get a little weepy when Kamala was doing her um Oh yeah. Getting sworn in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't help did myself. Did you also because the two of you are musicians, did you also get a little weepy when Garth Brooks breathed in amazing grace in the word amazing because he was <laughs> because he did Wait. like he was like amazing great and i was like girl girl dan and i were texting about gaga's phrasing yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah. Um, not to we don't love to we're not gonna trash no. people but also the no. key was just like she was ready to hemorrhage for she was. Kamala and Joe today she was you know? and like I feel like she and she would have gladly done it but then like what's that surprise sneak to the left of JLo being so warmed up like she was so right. warmed up which I was not expecting for her to mm-hmm. give us like I'm sorry a vibrato on God Bless America Mm-hmm. But then, but but then she was like, it's like she brought us back, and she was just like, "Let's get loud." And I was said, 
this bitch is taking a costume change. That's what yeah. that was. So I, I was there for all of it, except for the breath and amazing, which I yeah. will, I'm going to take that with me for the rest of my life. Totally. I mean, I think it was great that Garth Brooks was, Brooks was there, but don't you think me he could too. have dressed for the occasion? I think that was his dress for the occasion, honey. Yeah. And, oh. and, but, but if he could have, I know he has more breath control. I know he has more support than that. You know what I mean? I think he's such a great singer, big fan, yeah. but you can't breathe in the middle of amazing. That's not, yep. that's a crime actually. That's the one thing that I, that I said today. We have to take that and put it, we have to put it into the box and then close the box. And no, we don't talk about it. Thank you. <laughs> and that is what it. you Thank need you, to know yeah. about today. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, what a wonderful day. Well, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank I'm you for so talking thrilled. to us. Thanks for having me. We're, we're, we're so excited to have you. And uh, I mean, we just spent the last like probably half an hour before you got on just nerding out about all of your the recordings and you know i was we were just you should have seen me playing drums on nobody's side oh God. You from your have, album you should have seen that yes i was I just, you I should have seen that it was it was a great performance um we're just we're huge <laughs> fans of yours and we're thrilled that you're here um and i guess my first question i uh, this is and it's probably the question you get asked most but i just would love i want to talk about your story getting to Broadway, coming from the finance world, coming from Wall Street. Um, I, I just think this is an amazing, it's an amazing story. And I just would love to kind of start at the beginning because I don't think our listeners probably know what the hell I'm talking about, but. It's a little wackadoodle. It's, it's a, it's, it's, <laughs> it is. It's like this, it's this weird story of uh, like not ever going to musical theater school, but somehow winding up doing what I love in musical theater and by way of finance, which I still keep in contact with my colleagues from that finance job who are still like, maybe you'll make it. You know what I mean? Because really? they don't know it. They're like muggles. They're just muggles to it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, but uh, I mean, do you want me to start at the very beginning? That, that would be amazing. Okay. Sure. Um, I mean, I grew up loving music. My parents were both super artistic. I'm from the rolling hills of New Jersey. And um, I grew up community theatering and doing all state choir and regions, big ups, doing mm. like, <laughs> like absolutely loved everything about music theory and learning how to read music and mm. ear training and all that kind of stuff. A real musician. Yeah. I was just talking to a group of kids today and I said, y'all better know how to read music. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, don't be so, like Dan. Yeah. Don't be like Dan, but also Dan, like Dan, we still love you. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh I grew up loving it all and I thought to myself that I certainly wanted to have a career in musical theater someday and I went to the Hart School of Music at the University of Hartford in their musical theater program um, but I didn't gel with it for myself. I know a lot of friends of mine who did go and loved it but um, I just kind of felt like I wanted to be out there in the real world doing it and not in a mm. classroom and I called my parents and said I don't know if this program is right for me. Um, can I come home and figure it out? And my parents were like, come to a state school, we'll buy you a car if you come to a state school in New Jersey. And, um, thanks mom and dad. Thanks mom that's, and dad. That's, that, that's some good, that's some good, um, uh, uh like, uh, that's bribery, incentive. You know, bribe, it's bri bribing you yeah. basically. Yeah. Bribing, yes. bribing so, you out of the arts. <laughs> it, it was, it was like, choose a different major. Here's a Mitsubishi spider eclipse convertible and champagne. <laughs> And I took it and I said, you know, hey kids, let's like, let's have that. And so, um, so I chose Montclair State University uh, in North Jersey in Montclair and I did communications, a degree with public relations and investor relations. And, um, I still, I, I took choir. That was like my one musical thing that I got to do. So I took choir and, and then I graduated with a degree in something completely non-musical theater or entertainment at all, um, and got a job six months before my graduation. I got a job in Manhattan uh, in the Daily News building on 42nd and 3rd, and I started that job six months before I graduated and had to take a Friday afternoon off to go to graduate. I was like, guys, I, hey, clients, I have to go graduate. Um, but like I was, <laughs> I was like, Ann Taylor suits, 8 to 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like, 
you know, you like you wear your sneakers to Port Authority. And then once you get to work, you change into your, it's very working girl, very like grabbed yeah. an egg McMuffin on the way. Like, uh-huh. oh, it was awful, but, um, <laughs> but I was really good at it. And so I kind of excelled yeah. for like two and a half years working at this job and, you know, got, kept getting promoted and had my own, wound up having my own office and delegating to staff, um, who were just coming in at entry level jobs after two and a half years. And I was doing my thing, but the entire time completely turned off and like X'd out anything having to do with music. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't, I don't think I realized how bad that was at the time to do because then it manifested itself in like terror and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would get to the office and have panic attacks and not know why. And I would just be sitting in my office, sweaty palms, shaking. My heart would go crazy and I'd be like, well, I'm two steps from death and oh I don't gosh. understand why. Um, and then I was like, all right, Vosk, what, what are your body's trying to tell you something? Mm. And I got like this weird sign one day. I don't know if you guys believe in signs. But I had like paperwork and it fell and this little note from my grandmother who had passed away was in there. And she's like, I wish you luck in everything you do. And I was like, I have to leave this job. Mm-hmm. And it still sits in my kitchen on my refrigerator. That little note, the piece of paper that I don't ever remember her giving to me falling out of my shit. And I Is called it my framed. P- it's not framed, but it should be because yeah, I'm probably going to get that dirty mm-hmm. and it should be framed. Thank you very much, Joe. No um, <laughs> we'll send you. you a frame. Thank we'll you, send you a frame. so much. Um, but I was, I called my parents and I was like, I have to leave. My parents were like, that's not a good idea. Um, mm, right. Are uh, they muggles? Are they, are they regular folk? They, uh, my dad worked in pharmaceuticals and my mom's a realtor. Mm. And it was like, for anyone out there in their thirties, like your, our parents or the generation, baby booming generation of like, you work and support your family, even if exactly. you don't necessarily love what it is you're doing, you're putting food on the table and whatever. Like my dad's a fantastic musician. My mother was in graphic design, but they chose jobs that were, you know, lucrative and real people jobs. And right. that's kind of, I think where their brains went when I was like, I'm going to leave and s- try to be an, a singer. And my parents were like, abort. <laughs> and so they were yeah. like, you know, you have a 401k, you have health insurance, you have all these things. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I like, I could probably die of panic and anxiety mm. right now. Right. So, wow. so I started to like m- go to Birdland. I don't know if you guys would used to go on Monday nights when they had cast yeah. party, but I would mm-hmm. go on a Monday and be like, oh man, my stars and stripes. I'm going to put my name on the list and hope that I get to sing. And so I would go there every Monday. I'd leave work. I'd wait, 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 wait until 11 p.m., go to Birdland, put my name on Jim Caruso's list. And like a couple of times he picked me and I was like, so I would network and meet people. And then I don't want to say that this is a good thing, but the market crashed in Mm. like 07, 08, the real estate market. Yeah. And that's when I, yeah. when I was like, you should lay me off, you guys. <laughs> and oh, that's what I did. Oh, wow. Amazing. That's Amazing. what I did. Yeah. And because I couldn't yeah. quit and collect unemployment, but I could get laid off and collect unemployment. Yeah. So it was yep. one of those things where they were like, mm, no. And I was like, but <laughs> the, mm, the market. And so they like did me a solid. And, um, and yeah, I just hustled my ass off. I, I didn't know my ass for my elbow. And like, I knew I had to take class and get into like scene study and find a vocal coach and start networking and going to open calls. And I was non equi I didn't know anything. And I, I just like, I babysat everyone's child. Like I could walk past somebody in Manhattan and be like, you look like you need a babysitter. Like I just needed to make ends yep. meet. And I did all the things that people do when you're trying to figure out what you're doing. Um, Totally. Dan and I right now. (laughs) I mean, most of us right now, right? Most of us right now. Everyone right now. I mean, I say like, it's a pivot. You're like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what 2020 has been. I think maybe that's why I, I have not been so fearful, I think, during this time as much as of a like crazy pandemic that it's been. Like, 
I guess I like a pivot moment. If I have to Mm -hmm. pivot, I'll try and do some cool new shit. Um, Right. Because I don't know. I feel like fear can be a good thing if you, if you decide to stick your foot in, into that like really, really cold water, you will figure it out. You'll figure out how to swim. Right. And that's such a good lesson because that's like what everybody in the business is doing at every level, regardless of how we look at them and think that they're super successful. Everybody has that moment. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like maybe we've all had those. I mean, have the two of you had that, that light bulb moment in your life where, where you're at a crossroads and you can pick one way or the other way? So many times. Yeah. Countless, but, yeah. And I yeah. usually go in the middle. That's great. And for I you, try Dan. and do both things. Good, 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 good. How does that work for you, though, in your. <laughs> like, do you do both things or have you been like, ooh, should have chosen the one? <sighs> is it, this is good. This is a good. This when is it's really not good, about right. a relationship. Oh, okay. Then it's good. Okay. okay. But if it's, about a, if it's about a relationship, then probably more than one partner is probably not it. That's not I would the say direction. that's not, you know, me, we've all been there where you're like, yeah, well, they're in this state. Yeah. No, we're, yeah. 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 We're going to keep it. <laughs> yeah. We don't we're do that. We're going to keep it to a one. That's right. Yeah. I do think it's interesting just from our perspective too, though, because to pause for a split second, because like Dan got his real estate license. Oh we God, started me pod. too. We, we started. Did you? Did you really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's what I decided recently? to do this pandemic. Yeah. Oh, was fierce. Real oh, estate school. Oh, it's I just did my show. first deal. Oh my, excuse me. In five days. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> you should hear that. This is a whole other story. A, but Dan, We'll have another podcast about Dan that. Dan may but have that's sold awesome. a house in five days, but that's amazing. Well, because, you know, you got my mom was a realtor. She's been right. asking me to do it for years. And you just kind of, what did I not have the time? I didn't have the time. Yes, of course I had the time. Um, totally, totally. And again, I'm a squirrel. So I'm going right. to... I'm I'm literally the dog and up. That's like when the dog looks squirrel. <laughs> like I will. That's everything that I am. Yes. Yeah. But and congratulations, then you, Dan. Thank you. Congratulations to you. And then and what's the, your? The, just because I want to ask, there's a couple of actors who have done this. Max Clayton, who is on the show, has also done this and had gave me my first referral, which is why I did a deal so quickly. And I was in waitress with Mark Evans, and he Aww. also got his license in New Jersey. What's your plan? I don't really for know. Afterwards. I, I, I have to be real. I have been, I have been very lucky to be so busy within our business still, yeah. uh, this past year that my point and my aim of getting the license anyway, was just to be a referral realtor. Right. Um, because I mean, if I'm referring people to other realtors, you still collect a check. Um, right. but I'm also like really into selling shit like i'm i'm right. really into being like that fireplace is limestone in this brownstone and she will work over time i mean i'm like i i know i mean i grew up with a mother who i went to like inspections all the time right. um so i know i i i have yet to take like the big old steps to really figure out exactly what it is that i want to do but i'm glad that i went to school in the first place because um, it's another skill. And, right. and to be quite honest, of course, we actors are good at it because we have yeah. to sell ourselves. So, right. so yeah. and you know how to memorize lines, you know, memorize the story of a house, memorize that, you know, of it's, course. Yeah, it's You're same like thing. little Billy hit his knee on this one little thing. And that's why there's a thing of blood there. You guys <laughs> like, <laughs> look at this. It's so much to feature in this house personality. So anybody want, you know, come my way. I'm not selling anything, but but, um, yeah, but you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have. That's Amazing. awesome. And that's so good. I think that this idea that you should find a pivot is something that I wish that I embraced earlier. I wish I understood how important all the other stuff I was doing was going to be. So your first break. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. Well, let's go, let's go back to Birdland and that's and what I was doing. Tables. Oh, sorry. 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 God damn okay. it, Joe. Sorry, Dan. God, dads don't fight dads. <laughs> um, uh, the one thing I did want to say as far as pivots are concerned is like, I, a lot of people have written me and been like, I'm too embarrassed to have to pivot. I feel like maybe I failed in some kind of way, mm. but I don't believe in that mindset yeah, of failure. I just believe like, why are we, why are you closing yourself off to learning a new skill? You're not hurting yourself by, by putting mm. yourself out there even further. 
you know, I don't know. I, th- I think pivoting is really good. And sometimes we see that as a, oh, shit, I like, gosh, I didn't get the gig that I thought I was going to get. So therefore, now I need to do this. Um, so right. I just I, I don't think I don't see it as a as a negative. Yeah. Right. Hashtag amen. Yes, yeah. 100%. No, couldn't agree completely more. Completely. Yeah. Couldn't concur more. <laughs> um, it's great. <laughs> it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're, you're hustling. You're working your job, praying that they lay you off, and you're doing shows at Birdland, and then you get your break, which is a show at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. And then that changed everything for you. How'd that happen? Well, from singing at Birdland and networking, I met Alex Gemignani. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then Alex, like, must have told his dad, Paul Gemignani, about me. And I was babysitting one night. I'll never forget it. And I was, like, checking the computer. The kids were asleep. And I was like, I wonder if anybody wrote, you know, like, back in the day of, like, did anybody? I am me. And so I <laughs> I then, I you know, yes, I know Dave Oscatorium well. 16. Thanks. Um, so I <laughs> went on my email and there was this message from Paul Gemignani. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, I mean, he's legend. A legend. Yes. And so, like, and way old school. So he just sort of wrote, like, he was like, hey, kid, I hear you're a great singer. I hear you have a really great voice. Are you classically trained? Can you read music? Are you a soprano? Get back to me. I was like, okay. Um, Whoa. I wrote him back and I was like, yes, I am a soprano. I'm classically trained. I can read music. Um, my name is Jessica. <laughs> I mean, it was like bizarre. And so he wrote back and he's like, I'm doing this gig with... Um, the gentleman from ABBA and it's called Christina and it's this sweeping orchestral piece and it's like going to be a 40 to 50 piece orchestra at Carnegie Hall Um, expect a call from such and such's office and so I was like oh fuck I haven't auditioned in a minute and so I was preparing like I'm writing all the information down and casting office calls and I was like okay trying to be super professional like yep mm -hmm, I live in New York and where do I need to go? And they were like, oh no, this is an offer. And I was wow. like, excuse? I mean, it was, it was Whoa. so insane. And that, and then I was like, okay, universe. And I just remember, mm. no, I got that gig in the ensemble of this Christina show. I didn't know anything about, and I showed up to rehearsal um, in this room of like people who have done a lot of work with Paul. And I went and sat down and he walked up to me with like his huge sunglasses that he's known for. He wears Classic, like major iconic. sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want you to sing this role. And I was like, oh no, I'm in the ensemble. <laughs> I was like, I'm, thank you. But I think, I think I'm going to blend. And he was like, no, um, oh you're going to sing God. this role. And I was like, I oh don't understand. God. So, so it became this thing. And, and since then, hmm. he's the one who taught me uh, in mentorship, like, being on time and being able to read music. And if you say you can, then you have to be able to read it. And if you're going to be mm-hmm. late, then you can get fired. And I've watched him fire people. And, mm. um, Whoa. and I just, I, I, he kept employing me after that. He kept bringing me in for demos or bringing me in for concerts or bringing me in for casting offices. And he like, he took such a big chance on me and I, um, I'll never forget his kindness or how much he pushed for me. And he, he told me, he was so honest with me. He was like, you're not good at acting right now. Like, you need to fix that. And I remember mm. being like, I am leaving the business. Right. I hate myself and everything about myself. And right. I will actually throw up. And so 
it took me like three days to understand that he was trying to help me before I was right. like, okay, let me get into some acting classes. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, he's the one who took a chance on me in a lot of ways. Just in case anybody doesn't know who Paul Gemignani was, the conductor of A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, Evita, Assassins. I mean, Sunny in the Park with George, Merrily Rolong, Candide, everything, everything. The most he recent was, She Loves Me. Yeah, um, he's just, he's the guy. It's like, there's probably some bad metaphor in there for like, you know, it's like you're learning how to pitch and like Roger Clemens is teaching you how to throw a fastball. That's horrible. Dan, cut that out. But um, no, I mean, it's like, it's you know, like it, Bill Belichick was <laughs> like you're the one i want you to be the running back for my team like and since i know totally. sports uh, so well uh, also yeah. um <laughs> that i would agree See, you know i would agree I, yeah I, I can't he's the man that's an un, that that's is awesome. unbelievable oh, and yeah, just he, because he's alex so alex was working or saw you at birdland and was like she knows what's up yeah i i i had met alex's wife her name is erin ortman and at the time they were dating and she was you know, sort of dipping her toe into the directing world. And I was like, well, if I'm going to leave finance, uh, and she was working, I think at NYU at the time, um, maybe I can do like a little show before I leave finance, if you direct it. And that's how we kind of all met. And I, I did not know that he even mentioned me to Paul. Um, and subsequently, because Paul is Stephen Sondheim's, Sondheim's right-hand guy, uh, it became like, then I did company at the New York Philharmonic. And then I did Merrily We Roll Along at City Center and, mm. you know, had these experiences and, and Paul would be like, okay, you're coming in and she knows how to read music and blah. And wow. he was the one that kind of taught me like either, it, you know, it's all or nothing, strong and wrong. And then you're in the room with Patti Lapone mm-hmm. and this like huge cast of characters for company at New York Philharmonic and watching these people work and watching Paul Gemignani yell at Patti Lapone, like, get your shit together. And she's like, okay. And you're like, what? So it's like, it's a masterclass in everything. Yeah. And you're watching mm-hmm. her sing Ladies Who Lunch and like a mouth agape. And, and it's, that was class for me too. I mean, I think he knew that though. You right. Know? That's so cool. That is so cool. What a cool story. Um, and then we, 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 ch- we chug along. Oh, we chug. And how- and and how does I mean Bridges Bridges in Madison County, yeah, uh, comes comes up. You're based on our research. You're 30 years old. Oh God, yeah. And, like what? First of all, that's one of my favorite scores. Ever. I know, Iconic. I know, I know. I remember sitting in the theater weeping. Oh yeah, and that that show co- was amazing. It was just how did that how did that come about? Was that just a regular audition or what was the story with that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I first of all, when I tell like thirty is basically geriatric at this point to get your Broadway debut. I mean, let's be real. People are like <laughs> graduating college and they're like, I've already done six tours. I mean, now I'm like, okay, I'm thirty and making my Broadway debut, which for me, I didn't think I was old, but then I was like, how old are you? And they're like, I'm twenty two. I was like, that is so great. Um, so I, uh, I had, I just like received a call from, you guys remember Abby Brady at Telsey? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And I guess like maybe a couple of years before that I had gone to an open call for Spider-Man or Wicked or something. And she called and she was like, I kept your headshot because I really liked you and I didn't know. So the, Hey kids. Wow. You might not do, you might not get the role that you go in for, but they they might keep your shit. So, um, so she took my headshot and she called and she was like, I think you might be right. For, your voice might be right for this show. And, um, just come in. It was the craziest audition maybe of my life. Um, she can attest to that. Bart Cher can attest to that. I love him to pieces, but he was, he put me through it in the room mm-hmm. and, uh, and I remember leaving the audition and being like, well, I did not book that. And, right. Oh, man. But I booked it. And, and it was, uh, I was a swing and I didn't understand what that meant at the time. But it meant that I had to cover six, I think, roles, which I will never do again. Um, <laughs> because I find that to be probably the most incredibly skillful job and hardest job on Broadway. And the, like the actual smarts and talent of someone is not me for me. Like, I remember, (laughs) I remember being like, okay, like 
I wrote it, like I had highlighted it and then they were like, okay, you're on. And I was like, for what? I, I couldn't like the, the dance captain, Hey Tim had to walk me around and be like, you enter here. And I'd be like, thank you so much. Like I did not, mm-hmm. not for yeah. me. It's the um, hardest job. Oh my God. Yeah. But I spent so much time with the creatives and in the back of the theater, I learned so much about what it took to put a show together from scratch, um, what it took to lead, to watch somebody lead a show, what it took to watch Jason write a show and put it together. And it was really incredible. And then I made my debut in one of the principal roles, which was originally Whitney Basher, who's amazing. And I, the night that I sang this, one of the songs from Bridges called Another Life, Jason happened to conduct that night. And that's how we became really good friends. Cause he happened to conduct, which he never did. And I happened to sing that night. And then he and I started singing and working together. So it's just, wow. um, it was really cool. That, that score remains one of my favorites just to even listen to and introduce people to, cause it was such a Broadway niche, you know, everybody who, every Broadway person was so down to see that show and it commercially was not didn't work, but, um, but it was cool to see the Broadway community come out and be like, Oh my God, this score is so yeah. damn yeah. good. Yeah. If you yeah. need something for a long car ride, just oh. start at the beginning. Right. Yes. Oh. The themes of it. Yeah. It's just like, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's almost like a classical piece, you know? Totally. Um, totally. So it was cool. That is unbelievable. And that was my like, you know, like, Hey, Hey, casting people, you know, now I, now you know who I am. Um, and to did it, clarify, did it, go ahead, Dan. You didn't have representation. I had just gotten representation because I, I, would, I did this concert at the San Francisco Symphony of West Side Story, and I played Anita, and out of that I got representation. Mm. Um, because it was this huge, like we got nominated for a Grammy. I don't even remember. I was like, what? And... Um, and I thought like at the time I was like, this is my big break. That's wasn't it. That was not it. But I, <laughs> but like, I was like, whoa. Um, so, but I did get representation out of it. And, and, um, and that kind of helped me get in the room a little bit. Uh, but after that, I subsequently found new representation and kind of, you know, you want different things. The farther you go along, you're like, okay, now I want to, now I want to do this or now I want to try yeah. this. And um, totally. It was kind of a fast snowball effect of how it all happened for me up to this point. Um, from having left finance to four Broadway shows, or I don't, I think four Broadway shows yeah. to now, which, um, and each one of them was so different and taught me so many things that I, I feel like this is the place I'm supposed to be, or this, it taught me like, well, thank God you left that job. Right. That's amazing. That's so, that's, that's, I, I just love, I love to hear that. Uh, that, you know, so, so rarely in life, I feel like people can sit in a place and be like, oh, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, this is a stress that I'm okay with. If I am nervous or if I have mm-hmm. anxiety or panic, no. it's be- I know that I actually love what I'm doing versus being unsure. And I feel like our bodies know that somehow our bodies are like, oh, cool. You're going to make your Broadway debut. Like, it's that's okay that you're freaking out right now and you have a heart rate of 700 go do it girl <laughs> you know use that right. yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent well we'd love to i mean all of these these projects and everything you've done you know has been so different um like we'd love to do a deep dive on one of them if there's <sighs> one that if there's one that you is there one that comes to mind probably fiddler that's how I figured out who I, or sort of was introduced to you. I saw that show and remember you as from Sarah and like, what the hell high note <laughs> was happening in that, at, in that whole nightmare thing, nightmare. She's, you're flying above yeah. the thing and yeah. it's the highest, highest note that everyone's, anyone's ever heard. And I was like, who is this person? Go to the playbill. Okay. You know what I mean? So anyway. Yeah. You're, you're my, you're my I guess is what I'm saying. Thank you so much. I mean, you know how many times I hear like, you're my alphabet, but like to hear right. you're my Frumaceras. Like that's deep. That, right. That's the joke. That was the joke. Thank that you for getting deep. it. That's um, it. That's thank it. God. <laughs> thank God someone. Um, uh, that I, I will never forget. Like 
and Bart will still say it to this day. So Bart shared directed Fiddler as well. And I remember going in for Vermicera and I was like, hey, Vosk, go big or go home. Like, this bitch is crazy. And she's dead and she's pissed. And so <laughs> I went into the audition room and I choked the reader. Like, I like not for real, real, but I like Bart will still talk about it. He's like, she choked the reader. And like, I went in there and I was like, and I just went nuts. And, and oh, literally choked, literally oh, yeah. put your hands yeah. around the neck yes, of the I reader. Did. Yes, Un- yes. Amazing. Yes. Um, assault. And I'm, yeah. Assault. It w- soft assault. <laughs> and, uh, and so I got, I, I booked Brumacera and, um, and understudied Golda. And once I got into that room, it was kind of like, um, you know, like you're doing a Broadway show, but you feel like you're doing a play because it's, it's like deep scene work. It's deep. Like mm-hmm. we had one or two weeks of Jewish studies. Like we had to learn about Jewish, um, traditions and religion and, and everything. I mean, I'm Italian, but like same, you know what I mean? I learned like Italian hands, Jewish hands. So right. mm-hmm. from like, right. so uh, but we learned a ton. We had a rabbi come in. We had teachers from universities come in and, and go through all this stuff because Bart loves to do that. And I appreciated it so much. But it also felt like, oh, fuck. Like, wait, I'm allowed to curse on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Danny Burstein was Tevya. And God, right, like, right. what if I ever went on with him as Golda? Like that, he's like supreme he's the, actor. The he's legend. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so... I like that was a pee my pants like a moment of of learning really what acting was and how simple mm-hmm. you know I told a student today like they said like what's the what's an anecdote that you could tell us and I said do less and it's right. mm. crazy because you think on stage you're supposed to like reach the backs you know of the theater with your craziness but that show taught me it was much the opposite. It was in the Broadway theater, which was massive. But if you watch Danny act, it was very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jessica Hecht, who played Golda, who I adore, was wildly simple. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so was for Miss Sarah, you know? She was like wildly <laughs> simple. Uh, and and like big ups to my, my favorite stagehand, Hank. Hank Hale, who had to stand under my Frumacera thing and push me around. And, and every now and then he'd, wow. trip, he'd trip over his ankle. And so you'd hear it. I'd be like, what is this about your dog? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just, <laughs> so thank you, Hank. And all, like, but he had, he couldn't even see. He was like literally pushing this contraption around. Um, wow. And, uh. One day during the wedding in act one, when the fight happens, Jessica Hecht got punched in the face and I had to go on in act two. Whoa. And I thought they were joking when stage management came in and I was like in my dressing room, like doing my nails or something. And they were like, you're on. And I was like, get out, get <laughs> out. And they were like, no, you're really on. I was like, like no. what the fuck? And so, yeah. um, there's nothing crazier than a different Golda entering for act two to sing, right. do you love me? Like, do right. you love me? Who are you? Um, <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, like, awful. Okay. The poor audience funny. clapped. They were like, oh, honey. As I entered, wow. I was like, hey, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> Had um, you done it before? That's no. amazing. No. That was the first time you went on, was it intermission? It was. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, subsequently, uh, I believe, I believe she was out for a little while just getting better and healing. And I wound up going on quite a bit. Um, either she took vacation or, or she, when she was healing from that injury and, um, it was one of the coolest things to act opposite of Danny. It just, it just was, he's, there's no one like him and there's no one more generous. And, um, and you don't find that too. I mean, we, everybody is a family in, in any Broadway show that we do or any company that you're a part of, but he's mm-hmm. sort of has always taken it to another level. So I felt, I felt very lucky to have done that show. And then of course, when Bart, Bart Sheer knew I would be on, like he would follow me around and I'd be like, bro, I'm freaking out, bro. 
So, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, again, like the, the wisdom I've gained from him as a director and, and a friend are, you know, probably paramount to who I am today. Mm. That's so great. That's so great. I mean, just watching, you know, I mean, from Paul Gemignani to, to Danny Burstein to, I mean, just, just keep your eyes open. You know, it feels like, you know, Mm-hmm. And you just don't know when you're going to learn shit. You know what I mean? Like you don't realize wow. until after the fact, after you're in it and then you right. have some time away from it and you realize all this stuff that you take with you that you didn't think about before. And I guess it's kind of the blessing of, of really being in the moment. I'm not so good at that. Sometimes I, I love to try and control everything. It's one of my specialties. And, right. <laughs> um, but sh- things like that have taught me to, actually understand like look look at what's happening right now and just work from this moment because you don't know what you're going to have for lunch tomorrow mm-hmm. and stop right. acting like you do like stop trying to no just live in the moment girl and um, if you try and control too much and force things and you're not like available then you can't actually learn the thing that is happening in front of you you don't like yeah. miss that opportunity yeah i had somebody um, tell me about manifesting lately and and yeah. they were like if you can if you can see and visualize what it is that you want, the only thing stopping you is you saying that you can't get it. Like mm. anytime that you have self-doubt or you, you're not living in the moment, it's like putting a little, you know, dagger in that path of getting what it is that you want. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool because oftentimes I'll be like, well, I'm too short for that shit. But, but right. why, right. you know? Right. right, right. Totally get it. What would you say has been the greatest challenge of your career so far oh god i wonder this if that's moment. too too full yeah this conversation <laughs> with joe and dan um no. i love that question i love that question um sometimes it's being a woman in the middle of it all i mean i guess i mean t- truly the most challenging role is alphaba i don't think i'll I, I mean that is the most insane thing i've ever done yeah. for almost two years yeah. um and how so whew, um, I mean, she's pretty, she's chill, you know, from the makeup to the songs. It's like lullabies. You know what I mean, Joe? But um, you no. were Super, so yeah. clean. <laughs> I think, I think that you're like one of my favorite alphabas. And I had to say this at some point in the interview because it's so, it sounds so effing easy. Well, but thanks. it obviously wasn't. No, no. I mean, I, it, it, it's like this trial and error thing of being on tour you know, and usually what I have found is I think they start people in the ensemble and it's sort of, it's like being in any other company where they like start you out in, you know, Google and you're like, now you like you deliver pop tarts and then you become a Google, Mm -hmm. you know, tech person. And that's Mm -hmm. how like you're in the ensemble and then you understudy Alphabet and then you become a standby. And then, so a lot of people know the company beforehand and I came into it totally new. Um, Mm -hmm. So I being on the road was helpful because I had to learn how to do that show, you know, eight times a week I did. And usually I did a solid seven because that's what I believe it should be. But, um, Mm -hmm. but I also am am a vocal health nut and I don't believe in killing yourself just to prove a point, I guess, and never do anything again. Um, because Mm -hmm. I think it's possible. And I know that, I mean, I lived life like a nun um, it, it was just me and my dog. And that was like who I had like mime conversations with when I got back because I don't speak, you get done with Elvaba and you're like, at least I was like, okay, I'm done for the night. And then I would get home to my dog and be like, Hey Fred, how have you been? Like, want to go on a dog's walk? Like, yeah. And you know, then, Your dog's like, talk to me. Come on. Where have you been? Well, and then right. also you're like, thank God I have a dog because all he cares about is like woman can we go out for a walk? Right. And then right. you're forced to be like, all right. <sighs> they force you to like be in the moment and feed them and keep them alive. And right. so that's what tour life was for me. And then figuring out um, like, oh, we went from DC in winter to Florida. And then you're like, oh, I have to now belt defying gravity in 80 degrees. And it was just 12 degrees. And all that shit is a factor in totally in touring. So I had to learn all of that stuff. And then doing the Broadway company was even harder. You, you think it might not be, but it is so much harder. 
Um, Why do you think that is? Because like the pressure of where you are um, and it being in the city or? Well, no, I actually think the physicality of it, because it's a raked stage, it's not raked on tour. Mm. And the stage on Mm. Broadway is, it's the last legal, like it, it was considered legal when they built it and the height of it is no longer legal. You cannot build. That's right a stage like that you cannot Whoa. pitch the stage that that high anymore Mm-mm. i have yeah I, somebody told me that that's yeah and that's my knees know it i mean you you yeah. just like you have to learn how to deal with your body and then on tour since you traveled the entire set there's no um electrics unless it's the cherry picker that you're going in but there's no elevator for no good deed there's no mm. um there's no extra mm. set of stairs in the front. So you don't actually have to run off stage and go anywhere on tour, but on Broadway, you have to run off stage, run through the stage, go down a set of steps, go through the orchestra pit and then come back up and do it in 15 seconds. And so mm-hmm. you're kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, Sprinting. I worked with yeah, a physical I mean, trainer. Yeah. I worked with a trainer for months beforehand. Cause I was like, let's get, let's get it together because right. I need to carry a 40 pound dress. Um, Crazy. So it's not, and then of course it was the fifteenth anniversary, so it was extra added. Like, right? Seven a.m. You have this. One p.m. You have this, and then you have two shows. Um, wow. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. It was crazy. That that was a huge challenge. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's one of those things. We've talked to a lot of people and, you know, we have a lot of friends who've played that role that there's kind of like before Alphaba and after Alphaba. <laughs> yes, there is. You know? Yes, Both there from, is. From a, from a vocal standpoint, from a physical standpoint, from a career standpoint. Yeah. I mean... From a mental standpoint. Yeah. 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 It's very... It will challenge you in more ways because there are very many moving parts. Right. Um, that you don't know going into it. And so it does, you know, you, it's a support group that we all have where you're like... Unless you've played it, you don't right. know exactly what goes into the <laughs> real deal ins and outs of it. And so thank God for having people there who, who understand yeah. um, just how hard it is. Because afterwards it does, it's, it takes an adjustment. The sh- the, I remember the show I did after Wicked, I like didn't understand how to do things, you know, because you're just, right. you right. come into a show that's already set and mm-hmm. then you know, then I did something completely new and I was like, cannot come. Am I a bad person? I mean, I was like, I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I'm the worst actor ever. <laughs> um, so it's all, it's really crazy. That's just wild. Well, we're, I, I, I feel like this has been the fastest we're getting to the end and this has been like the fastest. Am I boring? Inter- no, like all of a sudden, like 45 like minutes have gone. Yeah. Like, what are you going to yeah. say right now? This is the best interview we've ever had. Are you about I to know. say something? It's no, fine, I'm not at all. It's 45 just minutes. Fire me right here. By. Delilah no. Vosk is here giving <laughs> us just absolute gold after gold with beautiful tone through this perfect microphone. We should do this for days. You I know. know I know. I like I know. This is my new microphone that I bought this pandemic. I'm really proud of her. <laughs> Yes, and that, I'm not I'm not allowed to say this because I make um, I, about transitions in shows because I always I'm like oh here's a nice transition to a new part of our show and my mom has told me that I'm not allowed to do that anymore but I'm going to do it but because here he is again here I am doing it because this is a good transition to your podcast because you started Aww. a, a yeah. podcast recently you have a, that's why you sound so good is because you have your own gear um, what is this podcast it sounds amazing let me tell you so Jen Samard who's like of course an incredible colleague of ours and Tony nominated whatever she like <laughs> loves true crime I'm obsessed with true crime like I think I don't know like am, I feel like I'm kind of weird like I feel like maybe 
maybe I've like done something in a past life to people. Mm. My like, sister is obsessed. Yeah. Like my favorite murder, all of them. I have yeah. all of the shows. I know. It's a it's problem. Okay. Yeah. Is it okay, Joe? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's okay. But like, yeah. So we were like, why don't we put a podcast together called Killing It on Broadway where we get uh, an actor friend of ours from a specific state to talk about a true crime in their state. And then it just like so happened when I asked Kristen Chenoweth about coming on. She was like, oh my God, I was supposed to be in that murder scene. And that is what's crazy about this specific murder that I'm talking about. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, she was supposed to be at the actual murder scene. So it became like oh. people who knew about the shit they were talking about. Like she, she chose something called the Oklahoma Girl Scout Murders and she was one of the Girl Scouts. And so, uh, you know, we've ha- it, it's, it's been so fun to do just because you don't know, like people who are from all over the place who we know and love as Broadway actors, like, and they have affinities and love for true crime is because like they grew up in San Francisco where the golden gate killer was. And, um, we just had Sarah Silverman the other day talking about, you know, a case in New Hampshire. And it's like, you know, it's really, it's kind of nice to be able to say to people like you have such an amazing career and we don't care about that. Like, let's talk about this like murder um yes, and it's also yeah. but it's also like somewhat bizarre jen and i are like are we bad people um so but <laughs> right. it's kind of been fun to do um during this time because otherwise as you well know when will we have the time to do it right so 100 percent, 100 percent. that's so cool we'll check it out anywhere um because it's it, i mean also sarah silverman was your last guest not a big deal right um, she's so wait. cool I have such a lady crush. I have such a crush on her. She's. I've she's, always had a huge crush. Oh my god, she's so like I love someone who just tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, and she's cool. I was like, so when did you get into true crime? She's like, I don't really like it. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> good <Yeah>. start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too funny. Um, um, we have a new segment that we want to to introduce for the first time today, and I it love is called these. Okay, ask the guys. Ooh. And this question came in a couple of days ago. And then when I started researching about your career and your life, I was like, what a perfect question for Jessica Voss. So this question is from Ryan. Ryan is a first time, long time. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> what did he say? Ryan's a what? First time, lis- first time caller, long time listener. First time, long time. Hey, Ryan. Hi there. Uh, my name is Ryan. Uh, I'm a longtime listener, big time fan. Uh, love your podcast. Thank you for all you do. Um, my question today is, um, it's my understanding that the way most performers get their representation is through their college showcase. Um, my question is, how would people uh, who didn't get their education, didn't go to college, What's the best or easiest or safest or uh, anything way to safely get representation, trusted representation? Uh, I know that's a, a big factor in in the industry and and getting seen. Um, so yeah, that's what I was wondering. Actually, this is a great question. I just want to say, like, I love that he used the word safest. Yeah. Well, because that was interesting. We talked to somebody recently who said that. You want to make sure that you're not setting kids up with meetings with creeps. Absolutely. I, my mind went to like, oh, don't go to an alleyway. You know what I mean? Like that's where <laughs> right. my mind went. Because again, somebody listens to a little bit too much true crime. <laughs> like, guys, I went to this alleyway right across the street from Telsey. Um, no. Totally. Here's my thing. I, I guess, and maybe this is just my opinion. And it's, it's that when you have the wonderful experience and luck of being in school and being in a program and having the tools at your disposal that they give you at the end of a program to go and have these showcases, you are being put in front of agents uh, and managers alike. And, but you're still graduating college and you, you're not really sure what you're saying yet. And I feel Mm -hmm. like give yourself a little bit of credit by getting yourself out there by yourself at first. I've always been told like, don't move to LA until you have a job there that brings you to LA to go shoot. Otherwise, what are you doing? Or, you know, don't hurry up and get your equity card right away because then you won't have any, you can't work on any non-equity shows. So I always mm-hmm. tell kids that if, right. they're, if they have not gone to a musical theater program or a theater program at all, and you're trying to find representation, get some things under your belt first. Do a couple of 
of regional shows or do a showcase in New York of your own or put a concert together or do a nymph show once life comes back or do like there's these festival circuits and then you can invite people to come and see you and get to know what you're all about. And also when it comes to networking, which I'm a huge proponent of, which is why I used to go to these open mic nights is you will meet people. And -hmm. when you meet people and you get the chance to say, Hey, you know, by the way, it was so great to meet you. Is it okay if I pick your brain about, you know, who you think are the best people to speak to as far as representation is concerned? Do I need an agent right now? Um, You know, it's very easy to go to actorsequity.org and find out where the auditions are happening. Um, And it's nice. The more people you get to meet within our circuit, the smaller it becomes. And people always want to give you really good advice. At least that's how I view the world. I I always want to introduce my friends to who I think are stand up individuals and the best of the best, because um, I feel like it's my duty to pay it forward. So, um, so, and I, 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 but, but I feel like a lot of kids right now have so much pressure to try and make things happen because We've never been through what we're going through right now. And, and everybody is going to feel very shot out of a cannon and yeah. like they're not working fast enough or they're not doing enough. And, um, and it's okay to just be where you are and get the experience that you feel is good for yourself. So that by the time you meet an agent or go to a, I mean, I would go to agent, remember those show, not showcases, but remember the auditions for agents that equity used to have, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you would show up, wait in line get a card and then come back later that day and audition for agents. So there's also those things that happen that equity does, mm-hmm. which I appreciated because I got a bunch of meetings with agents. Um, and, but there are ways to, to do it through networking and you don't have to feel like you need to have an agent right out of the gate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I weird? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I love that. <laughs> so much. Um, and, and we actually, we have the same agent, um, at artists and representatives. Oh, you have Ben? Yeah. And Ben is the greatest guy. And he said, I, I got so nervous the first time somebody asked me to pass their information along to my agents. You know, like, they're like, hey, would you mind sending my stuff along? And Ben was like, anytime anybody asks you that, you know, within reason, um, just send it. And I like say yes and send it because I'll take it from there. Like, don't, you don't have to worry about it. Like a lot of the, the networking stuff is like, good people want to help good people. So if you hang around long enough, and you get to know some people, like people want to help people. So like, totally, you know, yeah. I don't know. And my yeah. thing, the way I would answer the question is just that one of the best things you can do right now is to put yourself out there. And now, that's hard. It's a double-edged sword because if I put myself out there too hard when I was 23, <laughs> it could have been bad. Well, because can I you wasn't elaborate ready. on that. Okay, I don't right. know I don't, why I started laughing, but like tr- he knows. I just it's know true. you from so forever, and it's like if you would have put yourself out there really hard at twenty three, it would have been. I would have been a real estate agent much faster. <laughs> <laughs> but the point being, like you know, you became a household name for me because you did a video of "You Matter to Me" with with Zach Resnick. I knew I like listened to that so many times. I like I knew your name was right at the top of my tongue all the time you because and of my that. dad. Yeah, my dad's and like, like, can we watch the "You Matter to Me"? I'm like, that was 700 years ago, and I was blonde. But yes, 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 all the time. <laughs> and I see kids all the time now, like that. Just there's a couple of kids from Michigan who I, I follow because I've gotten to talk to them and go back to talk to them and. And I don't know whether or not they got agents out of showcase, but I can tell you for a fact that right now they have like 300,000 followers on TikTok and that isn't worth nothing. And I know I talk about TikTok a lot on this show, but if it's not TikTok, it can be YouTube. Just having stuff to be like, yeah, hey, I'm singing in this concert at like, you know, my mom's work party. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what it is. It's just like, here I am doing my thing. The socials now are so like... Um, there's a fucking Bridgerton musical now for anybody right. who's like, f- yeah. and I love Bridgerton. So now I'm like, all right, I'm going to audition. Like I I'm ready <laughs> for like, so, so I'm, I completely understand. Like one of the things I did in the pandemic was my friend, Scott Hoying, who is one of the, mm-hmm. who, who I guess pentatonics, pentatonics you know, um, founder, he was like, should we do a Joe exotic Carol Baskin? Like, 
parody. Yes. And we did. Like that was a thing that we did this pandemic. And of course now people are like, oh man, I recognize you from the Joe <laughs> Exotic thing. And I'm like, that's, oh, okay. I've um, also done some other stuff too, but like, yeah, whatever. like, okay. But like, but you know that, like, I understand the stuff that sticks. Right. So, so it's true. I, I always tell people like, find something fun that is going to actually stick with people. Like nobody thought right. Rat Tattoo was going to become a musical and raise a schmajillion dollars mm-hmm. um, on, because of TikTok. So right. I'm, but again, I'm 800 years old now. No, you no, get no, it, Dan. That's, I to, uh, Joe knows I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get it. But, the, you know, and the writer of the Ratatouille musical who wrote the grocery store musical in the summer that went viral uh, in, in June and July, he just signed with CIA. Of course he did. And But the thing I wanted to highlight about what you said is that, like, it's find, like, the joy. See, the problem with me is what I would have been doing is, like, singing, you know, the darkest song from Les Mis possible is what I would have been putting on TikTok, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, make, yeah. make, make sure that there's, like, a level of, like, yeah. playful entertainment it's like I 22 probably 20, the best advice 22 year old dan coming off the american idiot national tour should not be oh. javert you know like but that's the shit he would have been doing you know that's what right. would 22 year old joe have been doing like uh, would you have been like singer like well, would you have been like a brooding singer song like like in it yeah like I've, in al- your I've always wanted to be, i've always wanted to be a musician like a serious musician so that probably would but like i've i've what i loved about once once was a a, a bit of a I don't get out of jail free card kind of because I got to like learn all the music in my, in my room and not show anybody and then have the permission to go perform it in one of the coolest musicals ever. So putting yourself out there on YouTube is the scariest thing. I Mm -hmm. I hate, I've never done it. I don't, I, anybody who does do it has an, I have an incredible amount of respect for because it's terrifying. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do it. I sit in my room and play the guitar. That's what I do. And so if you have the, the means to put yourself out there, God, good on you. Because I, and, but I also am like, I think that, I mean, honestly, I agree with you. I put a Christmas EP out this past year, like of covers. And I still was like, can I be sponsored by Depends? Like I was just like the worst, <laughs> like you just like, you're, you know, you're, you're, you don't want to fit. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to feel like you've, you've really hurt yourself. But, but again, if you don't do it, then you, you'll never know what the fantastic possibility could be. I mean, this chick who wrote the Bridgerton thing, like she, first of all, fantastic songwriting capability and voice. And she was like, I did not think, I thought I was going to like make this one little parody thing. And now people are actually calling me as far as like representation to make this happen. Because yeah, of a TikTok video and a fake British accent, bitch. That was fantastic. Her sister was a musical theater performer who's done really well. And this is the younger sister. And she has sold all of her albums through TikTok. Like what? this girl who wrote this thing has like become, I think she has half a million followers or something or more. She's like been become like a recording artist in LA f- fully through TikTok. She's only like 19 or something. Same, same, same. Like, oh, you know my I mean? life yep. is so crazy because of TikTok. Huh. <laughs> Like I can't, it makes me like, I uh, honestly, some, something's palpitating in my body right now because of TikTok. Um, yeah. 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 So we can move on from that. What as uh, we're, we're really getting to the end now. And this truly has been one of the best conversations we've ever had. So we are so, so so grateful. Thank you. Seriously. All of, all of it. Um, uh, I always ask what, what's your unreachable star, which is basically what are you pointed towards in the future? Is there something that you're like, Oh my God, I absolutely want to blank. I absolutely want to voice a Disney character. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Let's manifest that. She, oh, I had a phone call the other day and I was like, hey, do you guys work with Disney? Like, I, I mean, like the, once the word Disney came into my mind this year, everybody I talked to, I'm like, hey, do you, you guys work with Disney? Or to play Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl. But that's like, that's it, you guys. But like, that's definitely going to happen. She, <laughs> like, that's like, happening. Can that. I honestly will do it in my like, living room. Like, who do I call? You know what I mean? Call everybody. Yeah. I will do it with no pants right now. Like, let's do it in on my TikTok. <laughs> I, let's do it. On- yeah, that's going to be the TikTok. That, listen, let's, let's do it. On- <laughs> I think that's a TikTok uh, trend I can get behind. Okay, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, I that's love amazing. both of those You're so going to do both much. of those things. You're you can do both of those things. Yeah, why not? Of course you are. Come on, put it out L- there. Listen to that voice. 
Back to the Christmas EP, your cover of River. My wife, Alex, you and my wife, Alex. You better tell your wife I say hi. Yeah, she says hello. Um, You guys, Alex Gemignani, you guys did a concert together because Alex Gemignani is obsessed with you both, which I love. Um, uh, She was like, your cover of River is complete fire. It's good. It is so good. It is, you know, all year round. So just because the holidays are over, listen to it. Please tell her I'm such a fan of hers. I had the best time doing um, that like birthday party that we did for Sondheim and James Lapine and Bernadette Peters. Why? You know what I mean? Wow. Such Back a in the days gig. of like, Why not? such a weird gig, you guys. <laughs> Who does that? And Bernadette was like, this is so good. And, and, <laughs> it, and, and like, it, it was like the entirety of the prologue of Into the Woods, but Alex nailed it. She was our Cinderella, but I digress. She was fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. This was, this has been so great. We, can't thank you enough for being on I'm here. I'm so glad and that honestly, we got to do this. I would have you on this show every week. You are the best. You're welcome to back anytime you want. How can people find you in the world? You know, just search Jessica Vosk and you'll find some questionable Twitter activity, but that's because I love a good fight. But, but also I love your Twitter. Thank you. Yeah. Your Twitter's you know, great. She loves a, I, I like to, I'm, I'm like the, the little housewife mm-hmm. that could. I just, I love to stir the pot a little bit. Churn um, the butter. She's an That's opinionated, right. she's an opinionated lady. But um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on all the socials minus the talk that ticks. But I, um, I get sent a lot of stuff often from TikTok that I'm in. Um, and so <laughs> sometimes I think of joining and then sometimes. Perhaps but then I'm, this is the moment. <sighs> Well, let, maybe we can do a duet on TikTok. Done. You can say, Dan Tracy made me do it. You wouldn't be the first one. And, you know, we'll see. Fine. I love it. Fine. That's Bye, everybody. What, that's, that's the end. <laughs> that's all the time we have for Guys Who Like Musicals. What a great way to end it. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Amazing, Jessica. Thank you so much. Guys, this is so fun. That was really fun. Thank you for listening to Guys Who Like Musicals. We are now part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Woo! We are hosted by Dan Tracy. That's you. And Joe Carroll. That's me. We're produced by Ryan Kincaid, and Matthew Mucha is the social content manager. You can find us on Instagram at Guys Who Like Musicals, on Twitter at Musical Guys, or the old-fashioned way at www.guyswholikemusicals.com. If you'd like a chance to be featured on the Ask the Guys segment of our show, please call 203-900-7990 and leave a message with your question. As always, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.